to another bonus stage of the Geekscape Games podcast. This is either bonus stage two or three. We got another one floating out there. We don't know when we're going to release them. This is a super special Firewatch edition of uh, Geekscape Games podcast. Um, uh, so if you haven't played Firewatch, it's going to be super spoiler heavy. It's a real quick episode, but um, uh, hopefully our main episode comes out and we'll be able to, to hear our general review. But, uh, I mean, if and if you had, uh, if you're looking for a Firewatch opinion and and are looking for one that is not filled with spoilers, I mean, this is going to be more of a discussion than everything than anything. But uh, up on Geekscape.net right now, uh, there's about a 2,000, 2,500 word spoiler free review of the game. Uh, oh, it upgraded from the 1,000 words that you said it was. I did not say 1,000. I said 2,000. You said 1,000. It's between 1,000. Sorry, between 2,000 and 2,500. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, first of all, I uh, I don't know if you read my review or not, but I would love to hear what you thought of the game. Um, I absolutely loved it. It was it was a game that its aesthetic and its entire vibe kept me going um, until it was done. There's only been two other games that have done that: uh, Portal Two and Bioshock Infinite. And if you listen to this podcast at all, you know that Bioshock Infinite is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, uh, granted, this game is only about four or five hours long. <clears throat> um, and at $20, I think it might be a little slightly overpriced. Um, so if you're budget conscious, maybe, you know, maybe try to snag a, a sale or something. Um, yeah, I feel like I, sorry to step on you. I do want to hear more what you think, think about the game. I feel like in terms of the cost to length ratio, I feel like it felt fine. Like I, in finishing the game, um, I felt like it was short. I, I felt like I was surprised. Like it felt like it was ramping up so well and it was ramping up for quite a while. And then I was surprised to find myself coming to the ending so quickly. Um, and I didn't like how I, I noted in my review and I've been very clear throughout the podcast that I am a fan of short games because it means I'm actually going to have an opportunity to finish that game. It It felt too short and I loved everything that the game gave me. I just at the end I found that I wish that it I wish that it gave me more and but at the same time I f- did feel the value in the game I did feel that the experience that I had gone through twenty I feel like twenty dollars was not an unfair price to ask I, I, I'm torn because I feel like it could just be slightly it, it might be some people really value their time to dollar and I think that maybe maybe it's a little bit uh, overpriced, but maybe only by a couple of bucks. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely worth the $20, but I could see someone who, you know, I, I could see somebody complaining about it for its length. And I feel, I feel like it could have been so easily solved too. And, and this is something I noted in, in my written review as well, but I feel like you know, there's, there's numerous points and here. Now we're getting into spoiler territory, but there's numerous points throughout the game where it jumps ahead in time. And be that a day or a week or two months or whatever, yeah. it jumps ahead in time. And that's, you know, they're very, the, the characters Delilah and Henry are very adamant at the beginning of the game about how boring this Firewatch life is. And so obviously you're skipping these boring days where nothing is, nothing of interest is happening or whatever. But I felt like at the end of the game, I wish that I would have been able to see those at least a couple of those days because I feel like once it starts ramping up, of course it's focusing on these interesting days and these interesting events. And I would have loved to see more of, of just what happened on a regular day as a fire lookout. And because obviously 
you know, Delilah reveals later on in the game that she talks to Henry way more than she talks to any of the other lookouts. And to be able to see these, these lazy fire lookout days, the extra exposition of that, I feel like I would have appreciated at the end. Um, but in also the added duration, I would have certainly appreciated when the game came to an end. And then it, of course, you know, 30 minutes of that would have made the game feel longer. And, it's hard to it's kind of hard because because at the same time would that just feel like fluff but or would there be meaningful conversation that you'd have with delilah in there it's i feel like it was paced perfectly mm-hmm. um if if so so one thing that um i would suggest for people picking this game up is if you really want to immerse yourself in the experience a little bit more there's an option in the settings where you can turn off your uh location on the map so that you don't have the little like GPS blip when you pull up your map so you know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. So you would have to actually use the compass and the map to navigate. And uh, I didn't know that until I was done with the game. I feel like that it would add just, you know, maybe a little bit more stuff. But when you're going around, you can find these landmarks. <clears throat> like there's one in the lower left-hand corner of the map that's a big tree. Mm. And if you click on it, um, your character will draw on the map big tree. So I there's, there's, didn't even think about that. I, I, I didn't even think about the line. I, I knew about the option to turn off the compass, but I was like, I'm terrible at reading a map. And now looking back, back retros, like, like retrospectively, if I feel like na- like by the end of the game, I knew where I was going and I was just running around. But, yeah. but at the beginning I was like, I'm so terrible at a map. Like I was taking like five steps and bring, pulling the map up to make sure, make sure that I was going in the right direction. Um, but you pretty you that, pretty quickly start to note like you pretty quickly start to realize you know what the names of the places that Delilah's giving you you're like okay that was by this thing and that was by this thing and I didn't even put two and two together that a lot of the 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 uh, kind of monumental points on the map are actually written there. Yeah, um, there's this, there. Do you remember the pond that had the snow machines in it? The what? The the pond that had the snow machines in it, like the lake. Yeah, oh, the snowmobiles. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, we we call them snow machines in Alaska. I I I would imagine that a snow machine would be a machine that creates snow, not a vehicle, vehicle that rides on it. Correct. Yeah, it's just a it's just a weird just a thing that we call them. Is it snow like slang? It's it's literally just what we call them. Oh, wow. it, yeah, what it, you, you know, it's all a machine that makes snow. Uh, also, snow machines. A snowmaker. Oh, <laughs> snow cones. <clears throat> but um, uh, when you go to there's a section where there's like a, a muddy pond that has some snowmobiles in it that um um henry will draw it on the map says you know snowmobiles in pond totally and he'll draw them and um after beating the game there was i was watching a video review and there was a lot of stuff that was completely superfluous to the story that i wish i I wish i didn't i wish i gave myself some time to explore yeah i noticed that there i feel like i did do a lot of exploring and and it was largely largely the game was so beautiful that i you know, if I saw a cliff, I would have run to that cliff because I wanted to see what the horizon looked like over it. Like it, and I've never done that in a game before, and it's just so freaking gorgeous. And and I mean, the for those that don't know, the art style of the game, I it's a very beautiful, like cel shaded look in every aspect. But the art of the game was actually based on. There's a fantastic artist named Ollie Moss, and he does uh, movie posters and all this really creative, unique art. And uh, he was actually one of he does the, a lot of stuff for Mondo. He does he? a lot of Mondo stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was actually one of the founders of this deve- new developer called Campo Santo, who was founded by him. Uh, one of the leads on the Mark of the Ninja and two of the leads of the Telltale's 
like two ex Telltale leads, and they were the leads on the first season of The Walking Dead and a, and various other titles. But uh, the artistic style of the game was based on a singular painting done by Ollie Moss, and they designed the rest of the games look around that. And I feel like there wasn't a single frame in this game that was not picturesque and that could like that would not look good as a paint like as a painting on a wall like it is unbelievable it's breathtaking yeah and and you actually see um uh in some of the uh, supply boxes that are littered around there'll be like posters like you know uh, and those are all ones that ollie had painted totally yes yes um but yeah sorry you were talking about the exploration and i i kind of went off on a tangent but i i feel like i did explore but i also feel like i still miss so much like i never you know i saw people talking about finding a turtle and and stuff like that i never saw a turtle oh you know you didn't get the turtle turtle. or like Um, some people were talking about seeing a raccoon and like following a raccoon around and stuff i didn't do any of that oh yeah i didn't see the um i didn't see the raccoon but i i i got the the turtle and um uh, it's a tortoise and uh it was right when you're going to inspect the um uh, the cut wire. Yep. And uh, uh, there's a little, there's a uh, supply box right below Bear's Tooth Mountain. And just to the right of the supply box, there's a rock with a tortoise on it. And then, like, you pick it up, you tell Delilah about it, and then, like, you give it a name, and then you adopt it. So he does he, he bring it up to the lookout with him? Yeah, it's it, it's in his, uh, um, it's it, it's in a box in his house, really? eventually. Yeah. And which was really cool. Um, I was like, I, I, I had a, um, I had a pet tortoise that uh, my uh, my ex kept, so I saw it and I was like, "Oh, I missed the tortoise." Um, so I adopted him. And at the end of the game, um, the the whole area is being engulfed in fire, yeah. and you have to evacuate. And I made sure to fucking bring the tortoise nice. with me, so I picked him up and and because there's a part where you can um, you know pack up your belongings mm-hmm. and leave. And so I made sure to grab the tortoise. But yeah, there's a lot of this stuff. There's um, apparently like an abandoned, burnt out um, firewatch tower that has like a guitar in it that you can play. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's, there's. I want to go back and just explore, like maybe on day one, like day three, just wander around yeah. and explore um, while things are still and, very visible and you can see far. Yeah. <laughs> um. One. Um. And you said that uh, it did jump ahead. I was. Um. I remember. Um. You know, at day fifteen, and then all of a sudden it's day thirty-three, and I feel like those big jumps. Um. There's there was one jump where. Uh, well, let's get into, let's get into like what the story was kind of about. Um. Weird, weird happenings start happening um, in the uh, weird happenings happenings. Weird things start going on in the um, uh, the woods, and um, I'm trying to think now. Like, uh, what was the? Oh yeah. Um, so there's a part where you're going to go fish, uh, go fishing, and um, you hear a noise out there, and you see a <clears throat> you see a uh, clipboard with um, like transcriptions of conversations you and Delilah had. Um, so somebody has been writing and I mean that's and that's where the story starts to get really kind of weird but it even there's interesting stuff before that like like one of the early days you find you see you know these drunken teenagers there's a fire you know they've lit a campfire that you have to stamp out and there's beer cans everywhere that you can clean up and you go to the lake and there's like two teenagers like skinny dipping Um, did you like I was like like I was they made me they pissed me off I, I, you know, I was like, yeah. you guys got to like stop, like super nice. And they were just like calling you like a sad old man or something. And I got pissed off and I yeah. picked up their radio and I threw it in the river or I threw it in the lake, not expecting anything <laughs> to actually happen. But you see it kind of like fizzle out and stuff like that, which was neat. Um, and then it comes into play later. Uh, but then you like the next day you go back to your lookout and you find it trashed. 
Um, you know, they took like your blankets are gone. Your typewriter was thrown out the window. Like everything is just in pieces. The windows are broken and everything like that. Uh, so shit starts to go kind of weird right away. And, and you kind of, it's kind of your fault at the beginning, I guess. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I, I, so the, there's a part where like right after you're leaving, um, the lake with those girls, you, um, you come across a guy that's just in the woods. You're kind of climbing and he's above you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, then uh, stuff starts to get weird. I always, I never thought that the girls trashed the tower. I thought it was this guy who you eventually find out who he is. Um, yeah, I, th- I think at that I, point, I think I, it was the girls because they were pissed. You know, you pissed them off because they you ruined their fun or whatever. And it, they left a note in the tower or something that said like "screw you" or something like that. But okay, so so yes, but if you remember, uh, you eventually come back around and um, you find the totally. tent completely trashed and. Um, there's a note from them saying like, Hey, you crazy guy. Thanks for, you know, trashing our stuff. And that was your intention is that they were, they had another fire and you're going to go like, you know, yeah. scare them and trash their camp. Um, but you get there and the place is destroyed and they leave a note saying like, you know, what kind of weirdo, you know, destroys our stuff and steals our underwear. Right. And which um, you did not do uh, later. Uh, yes, but you didn't do that. But when the, the wire, there's a, there's a telephone wire that connects the, the lookouts to the outside world that gets cut. And there's a pair of underwear there with like a note on it that says like, you know, you know, screw you, you're an asshole. Um, so I think that, uh, you think it was, but I, but that, at that point, Annie, why would uh, this character who you later find out is named Ned? Why at that point, why would Ned have done that? Because you, he, you weren't at risk of finding him. Like, like I think that that at that point, it legitimately, le- legitimately just was the teenagers who were pissed off at you. Especially in my case, because I threw their rate. Did you throw the radio in the river or in the lake? No, but I stole their. Oh, I stole so their yeah, I threw the. Um, I picked up the radio and threw it in the lake, and so I was like, I thought it was retaliation based on that. Yeah, um, yeah, you bring that up. The the Ned character. So, um, uh, Ned uh, has uh, he's been living out there for years, and he's he's trying to keep himself. And you ultimately find out um, that his son died. Who wasn't supposed? To, he had a son out there. He was a fire watcher, and his son died, and he wasn't supposed to be there. And you end up finding that the son fell in a climbing accident. And this and was, and it was body. really kind of, Which, it was quite emotional actually, because you were talking to Delilah about it. Delilah, you know, never reported them missing or anything like that, because there's a very strict rule that these fire watches, are, you know, they're alone you can't bring your family you can't bring your kids because what if something happens um and you you know as yeah. you're taught as you and delilah are expanding your relationship talking you talk about the previous uh firewatch uh people and um you know so they t- she basically tells talks about ned being this really kind of hard-ass drunk who's always was always pushing the kid too far and too much and you eventually you you find evidence of the kid and and you know he seemed like he was kind of like a nerdy kid that was you know probably not very good at this stuff that ned was pushing him into doing and uh you know he was pushing him into climbing more and always climbing and everything like that and eventually he falls and uh dies and uh you know rather than returning to society to face that ned has just created this new life in the woods basically yeah and and he's been um you you end up finding ned's hideout and um the, you know he's uh in in my version he uh he had their uh, uh he took the girl's radio and that's what he was using to record his tapes i don't know maybe since you three years in the water maybe that changed the radio was know. there but i think it was um, in pieces yeah so he probably he took it apart to like 
to turn it into. He was like an electrical engineer. You find notes that uh, like him and his son were making ham radios and you know doing all this um, electrical stuff. And that you see that uh, he you know he starts leaving you like cassette tapes with him. You know, telling you like after you find the son's body, um, uh, he, he starts talking to you and leading you on. So, uh, but you have to. You have to imagine that he's out there and he's trying to hide. And this new Firewatch dude, your character comes out. Um, he's he's doing everything in his power to keep the the accident mm-hmm. hidden and keep himself hidden. And uh, uh, I I I the when the realization it it took me a little while to figure uh, to figure out like the, the the climax. There's a part where you you know you find this this transcript and then you end up finding a, a radio that's similar to yours. That's like, uh, um, like, kind of like botched together. And when you pick up the radio, like somebody hits you in the head and you get knocked out. And then you start piecing it. Oh, someone's listening to us. Um, the uh, the clipboard you find has the name of a uh, an area called uh, yeah. Wapiti Station. And there's a Wapiti Meadow on the map. And you go up there, and it's just like fenced in. And you start getting like these Area 51 vibes. And when you ultimately go in there, there's like all this technical equipment, and there's like reports written on you and Delilah. It's. I thought that that was it was really the the tone the narrative was ramping up awesome i was super on edge yes, every yeah, time i was absolutely. doing something i was constantly yeah con- like turning around the and, and and it's a game i definitely recommend playing with a headset on because i when starting it i was using like the sound bar for my tv and then uh well actually the and the reason i tr- i sw- so i switched to using a headset and uh the the most frustrating part of this game for me was uh you mentioned that at the, you find this kind of hobbled together radio. And so there's a point in the game where you are looking, f- you, you hear this sound and you're trying to f- basically find what's making the sound. And it's very clearly a radio sound. It took me about 45. I, I have some color blindness issues and it took me about 45 minutes to find the radio. And, <laughs> and uh, like, <sighs> It got to the point where I was running around like almost the whole map and then it would be like, oh, the radio's not in this or it would be like the the sound's not coming from over here once I would get like far enough away. But uh, it was a nightmare. And then, of course, the second I actually finally see it, I feel like the biggest idiot. But it got to the point where I almost turned the game off or I was wondering, like I was like, maybe there's some sort of bug and it didn't load because I couldn't find it. I I couldn't. And it was so obvious afterwards. Um, but I, that's why I put, I, I put a headset on so I could more easily kind of track the exact direction of, of the, the sound. And, and then I played the rest of the game yeah. like that. Cause you hear so much more and you, and the soundscape and the, in the environmental sounds in this game are stellar. Um, you know, like it, it, it's to the point where you, you have these headphones on, you close your eyes. It sounds like you're in the middle of a forest. Like it, it sounds unbelievable. The sound design is really good. The the, the, the music awesome. was really yeah, very soothing, like acoustic music. Um, when you're just going through the meadows, um, I uh, I'm we're, we're we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but I feel like the lead up to everything when you think there's like this big conspiracy and you and Delilah are fighting with each other, and then you find out it was just Ned trying to you know pit you two against each other and you know keep the the quote unquote heat off of him so he could stay hidden and the I, I was a little disappointed, uh, but it it when you find a Brian's dead body at the bottom of the cave, it was really shocking. Um, but there was there was actually one part, and you probably didn't see it. But um, as you go into the cave, you find the keys, and you go into the cave, and you get locked in the cave. Oh, and totally, I was me fucking too. Freaking out! I was look. There's a part right at the end where you look down a chasm, 
and you see like, I, a I did I missed that on, like a outcropping. But then when I go when going yeah, back up after it, I found the body, you can see it at, from that point. So at that point, I checked and I was like, oh my god, it was there yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and um, so but when you come around the corner and you find the the dead body, and you're like, you're like, ah oh, shit. And then it was I wasn't necessarily like most satisfied with it, um, where everything turned out to be there was no government conspiracy or people like trying to pit you two together. That that fenced off area was. Um, for scientists to like track track bears, um, and the uh, um, the character Ned like goes and sets it up and puts based fake on your conversations that you've been having and, with uh, Delilah, yeah, y- yeah. And that whole time in that tent, I was looking around the <laughs> corner every single time. Like I was just, I was freaking out. Um, but uh, everything, everything tr- had like a, a a good explanation, which which is a real good allegory for life. Where you know w- what what is the most you know realistic, simplest explanation for things no there isn't a government conspiracy testing these two people out there's just a guy that you know well is and keeping it's a secret and yeah sorry the the non-supernatural ending where it was just kind of oh everything everything made sense it was a letdown for me because i was kind of hoping that there was going to be this big like twist at the end but it felt it felt appropriate for the world that you were in and it made then the actual like ending ending where you the the force is burning down. And you have to evacuate, and you want to meet Delilah for the first time. She doesn't, and she like I when I got to her tower, I was so disappointed, and I was like really let down. And it it uh it was like a one two punch. There wasn't this supernatural ending that I wanted, and then Delilah leaves. There's no closure. Um, it was uh it, it was very realistic. Like you like life lets you down, and sometimes you can't have what you want, and it's not the way it seems. Occam's razor, <laughs> blah blah blah. And I, I was satisfied with it because it made sense in the universe. I would have loved to have like some X-Files totally. And, I, and but. just kind of speaking to that, when you know it had this, the game had this amazing ramp up. And when I came to the conclusion, I I was disappointed because I was, you know, I it's building up to this government thing, and and it, that sounded amazing. If a bit, if not a bit cliched. But it sounded amazing, yeah. and then it turns out it's just that you know this dude that's trying to like scare you away basically because he doesn't want you to find his dead kid or himself. And so I walked from I walked away from the game a little bit disappointed in that. And then, you know, as kind of the, a couple days went by after playing it, it kind of grew on me a lot more. And it it was as I was thinking about the circumstances that your character and that Delilah were in. You know your you're you you've been here for months by yourself like you're fucking going crazy like you you're in isolation yeah. you haven't seen a human being in th- like 3 months or however long it was and like all the people that you do see the girls in the lake and the the silhouetted man they're at a severe distance and so briefly and, and those were that like, was so early, like that was where the first days that you arrived there and so aside from and yeah. especially at that point too like aside from like there's points where you're getting so close to Delilah and you're opening up together and you know, she calls you drunkenly and, and like flirts with you and, and, and it's getting to the point where you two are so close. And then there's a really nice, uh, it's parallel to the, the way the, the visuals in the game go, but as time jumps forward and, and this relationship that you're creating starts to become questionable and fall apart as you two kind of uncover this mystery you know, that that's at the same time that that's happening, the actual physical path of where you're going is also becoming less and less clear 
because this, you know, the smoke is coming in and the, the fire is getting bigger. And, and, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the game, for instance, you can see the light in Delilah's tower. Like she's there, she's there for you, you know, you know, you're building this relationship with her. And then, you know, by the time you have to evacuate or even before that, you have no idea where that tower is. The smoke is so thick. And I didn't even think of that. That's really, that's really, I just, I, yeah, I just found like there was a lot of parallels between, between you and Delilah's relationship, even your own emotional state and, and the actual, you know, physical world of the game becoming less and less clear as well. But you, uh, so as as time passed, it really grew on me that it did, it, you know, it was a much more realistic ending than some weird government conspiracy type thing. And and the fact that you know these characters are going crazy because they're in isolation for so long. And not to mention, we, you know, we haven't even talked about the beginning of the game yet. Um, the the Henry character comes into the game in a wrecked emotional in a wrecked emotional state uh the the beginning of the game has this really interesting opening where it's basically in parallel you are arriving at uh your your firewatch your watchtower basically and then it'll go into kind of this like really kind of simply but well written like almost choose your own adventure story in which you meet your wife fall in love with like fall in love with this girl like do all this amazing stuff together and then at like in her early 40s she gets alzheimer's and you start taking care of her and then you know you fall apart as a couple and as an individual to the point where her family comes and takes her away and takes her back to australia and you haven't seen your wife and you literally don't know what to do with yourself so you sign up for this job just to escape the world and, and this situation and everything like that. And, you know, it was really interesting because uh, at the, at the start of the game, my fiance was watching it with me and she said that she was just talking about how interesting that was that, you know, you typically don't see substance like that in a lot of games and especially dealing with stuff like that at such a young age. But, you know, she was like this guy's and it was stuff that I've, you know, she was talking about stuff that I've never heard before. Cause she's, you know, she's in the medical field, but you know, she was talking about how he's clearly going through, there's a phenomenon called caregiver burnout where you basically like can't function anymore because you've not only been trying to care for yourself, but also someone that can't, can't care for themselves. And, you know, she was like, he's clearly exhibiting signs of that and it, super interesting, interesting and, and deep as hell. And uh, yeah, like I was almost it, like, it, like I was well, like I hadn't seen Henry at that point. You never meet his wife. You never hear his wife. You're just, reading these you know sentences on the screen and and i had well there 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 was a part where he sleepwalks right that's true yes radio uh and that 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 was really like like for 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 me um i have somebody very close to me that's going through some some medical stuff and they have in their family some other serious medical stuff that runs and i've uh it's you know um somebody that i love so in that beginning part seeing all that stuff it it felt really real to me. And I was like, fuck, like, what would I do if, you know, this person I care about starts yeah. to have these problems? And I remember years ago, my dad uh, fell and broke his hip. He fell like 12 feet on a concrete. And I, you know, I needed to, you know, I went to the hospital, all that stuff. You know, we, we brought him home and it was like, you know, I had to, you know, help him like get up, go to the mm-hmm. bathroom, change his band-aids and all that stuff. I couldn't fucking do it. It was so bad. And it's, it was weird. Like, yeah, I want to help my dad. You know, he's, I want to help him. But, you know, that I, it was just 
like, yeah, caregiver burnout. And I was burned out after the first day because it, it just tore me up inside. But the part where you wake up and uh, uh, Delilah wakes you up on the radio and you hear her like, wake up, wake up, pick up the radio. And then her voice slowly picks up this Australian mm-hmm. timber. And then you find out your character sleepwalking and talking to his wife. That was like, like really like, ah, fuck me that re- that was that part really like tore me up uh and that uh the whole game is super emotional and it like, and the voice acting and the writing especially for that scene it, yeah. it hit me real hard yeah no it's uh it was it's crazy how how emotional the game can be with characters that you have never really met and uh yeah like just reading that kind of to choose your own adventure bit at the beginning because you do your choices can like will change slightly the circumstances of what happens, you know, in your relationship or or the how it falls apart or whatnot. But uh, you know, I was there was tears welling up in my eyes in a few you know just a few minutes and just reading a few sentences basically. Like it was amazing how fast they they made you feel attachment to these guys. Yeah, I mean, in the first you know the first minutes, like you're at a bar, you see this totally. girl, and it's so simply like, written too, which to I her. think makes it almost even more effective. And what what I loved is like, you know, you go up to her and I chose like, hey, you're pretty. And she's like, hey, you're drunk. She buys you a cheeseburger. And then the next, then the, the text fades out and it's like a week later you're dating. And then it's like, you were talking about kids and then you get a dog and then it starts to show her like. And yeah, you like issues. choose the like, type of dog it, and like it's. And what I, what I loved about that intro part is it brought you completely up to speed. You know, your, your character's um, motivations and it, it. It told you the whole story of why he's there. So there isn't like just in, in a lot of games in the middle, like right in the middle of act two, there's a giant, giant yeah. amount of exposition that just stumbles into your lap and not having to like explain it. Yeah. You kind of explain it to Delilah and you know, there you, that builds your relationship, but you know, everything going in. And so there's not like a flashback scene or just, it, it didn't waste your time with, with that. It, get you right into totally, it which yeah. it was really impressive for me yeah and it's i mean all of the emotion of course is part of why it's so effective too is the voice acting in this game is phenomenal yeah um um i was trying to fucking find the yeah his name, his name is rich summer uh so he was uh for those that have watched Mad Men, he played a character named harry crane who was a regular throughout this entire series um yeah he's i don't and i don't know that he's done voice acting before maybe LA, was he in la noir um but, let me uh, see but he did a phenomenal job as henry and then really aside from that one scene with your wife the only, like you hear ned's voice at one point in a tape but uh the your only real contact throughout the game is uh this delilah character so you know she's kind of it's this disembodied attractive voice who only comes in through these radio transmissions it, it, you do definitely get kind of get that bioshock atlas-esque relationship with her um you know where she's asking you to do stuff and you just do it because she's asking you uh but she was voiced by sissy jones who played uh katja in the walking dead's first season yeah oh yeah, so that was really? the same okay. voice actress and she did a phenomenal job as well okay i um i, I didn't i did not like Katja's in this form. game or in in walking Personally, dead but i felt like walking this yeah, i felt like I, this I, was a much like the... stronger uh performance for her than the walking dead was i, I didn't feel like that i didn't yeah. have a problem uh, no, with her she... performance in the walking dead but i feel like this eclipses it I, I just didn't like the character so that's what i was getting at. and she was also um in one of your favorite games like oh, strange she? yeah she was uh joyce oh no way yeah okay yeah so she's very uh does her does her job really well the, the it um there's and there were so many you never see another person and you're always at these incidences and set pieces 
right after somebody mm-hmm. had left. Like the fire is still small. And, um, yeah. And then like when you get to the, um, uh, you find a fence that um, uh, is like, that ultimately has this, um, you know, Area 51-esque setup where the people are spying on you. You, you can't get in, which really bugged me because there's like a lock and, you know, you, you have to bust the lock, but the fence didn't go all the way to the end. Like it goes to a rock. Yes, you yes, can just yes. walk around it. That frustrated me a little bit, but you end up going to this this station where there's some firefighters, and you know you get an axe from them. You're always at these set pieces that feel like something big had just happened, and it, everything felt empty and abandoned, and it gave you this real spooky vibe. Um, one thing that, uh, and I talked about this on the, the main podcast, and let's hope if that episode comes out. But um, the uh, there's a part in the game where you first figure out that someone's listening to you, and Delilah has to give you code. Uh, because she you mm. find out that she yeah, yeah. got you a new radio. And the code, there's, she's like, hey, uh, why don't you, you know, uh, look at this poster on the wall. It's, uh, you know, it's it's requirement for all fire watchers to really, like, you know, know these trees and plants. And uh, um, uh, there's a name of a plant that's on there that uh, you, um, uh, you might want to go hike there today. And you find out it's a cottonwood tree and there's a cottonwood creek area. Well, I, I see it, cottonwood creek, pull up my map, cottonwood, got it. I take like the the ten fifteen minute walk out there, which uh, which it was far. It was far from your your tower. Go out there. I spend like fifteen twenty minutes walking around, clicking on stuff, and then I pull up my map. And then the objective is at the top of the screen. It's like look at map. But I didn't fully. I didn't fully or look at poster. I didn't fully investigate the poster, so it didn't like uh, trigger the the next waypoint. So I had to go all the way back, <laughs> look at the poster, and then come all the way back down. And it, it really that that kind of pissed me off. Um, but that's you know. Maybe I, I don't know. There was there's a lot of times where you have to like fully like go through and like do the adventure game yes. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, cliche of try everything yeah, on everything, click everything, and you know. Uh, one one thing that I feel like I oh, really appreciate was the dialogue system. Um, and I mean, partially maybe it's because of the way that radios work, but I felt like it was. I really appreciated the dialogue was so good and the writing was so good that I just wanted to hear absolutely everything they had to say. So I really enjoyed that once you, you know, you would press a button to pop up your dialogue options, basically. And then the character would actually wait and, you know, you select your option. The character would actually wait until Delilah had finished speaking before saying anything. And that's, I I feel like that's a starkly different from a a lot of games today, which like, as soon as you hit that dialogue button, the character interrupts. And uh, it's something that I noticed thinking back on Oxenfree, which I played and reviewed last month, which is actually also by, it's also like a conversation based adventure game made by former telltale games employees. Uh, But in that one, it's uh, you know, as soon as you hit, hit the button, the characters interrupt basically. And I didn't notice it as much at the time because that's pretty standard, I think, but playing this now where it was the opposite and the characters would actually wait for the other character to finish speaking before, before saying what you had selected. Uh, it felt so much better. And I don't know if it's because, you know, it could be like, you could look at it from the perspective of adults speaking and being respectful versus uh, teenagers speaking, which are the, the main characters in Oxenfree. Um, but also they're using radios. So of course only one of them can actually be speaking at a time anyways. Otherwise neither of you are hearing each other. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was noteworthy um, because I really, especially with writing and dialogue and voice acting as good as Firewatch has it, uh, I really appreciate being able to hear everything that they were saying. And um, that reminds me of, um, uh, every, I'm jumping around a lot, but 
you, you earlier you talked about how there's like you know there's some mundane days that you would like to experience. I feel I feel like everything started to ramp up at the same time, and um, one day like you, it just says like you know day something, and it's you on your tower at, in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and there's a fire, and um, it's like oh fuck, like there's fire, there's gonna be impending fire. So the fire starts to spread and spread and spread, and it's you're constantly like. There's some areas start to get smoked out. You're constantly, you know, have this impending doom of being burned alive. But at the same time, there's somebody that's stalking you. And it it did a really good job of keeping you on edge and agitated. And uh, that same scene, uh, uh, Delilah uh, tells you about, like, er- earlier she tells you about how she gets booze and, like, hides it in a river. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so it's nice and cold. And then she's like, oh, yeah, tonight would be great. Go get some of that tequila and drink it and then you two start to flirt and uh like oh i wish i was over yeah, there and you, and you talk the about meeting up and... after the summer and you know and it and it's you feel weird because uh, you know of course henry's in this kind of odd really odd relationship situation where he's never going to have a relationship with his wife again even though she's still his wife like she's at the same time she's not she's gone she's, she's gone. got alzheimer's and she's physically her in another continent um but yeah, at the same time, you're kind of hopeful for these two because they do seem to get on so well. And maybe this is the, you know, kind of emotional healing or emotional repair that Henry needs. And, you know, Delilah's damaged in her own right as well. So, you know, maybe this circumstance is, you know, creates this perfect couple. Um, so, yeah, you do. You kind of feel odd about it, but you also feel hopeful because it, you know, it seems at that point like they're getting to know each other really well. And it's something that they could both really use. And then. You know, so I th- you I think at that point, that's really the point where you begin to look forward to seeing Delilah and meeting Delilah at the end of the game, which of course then never happens. Yeah, it it's it sucked because it when you're when you're going to evacuate, she's like, "Oh, helicopters here! I'm gonna go. They'll come back around and pick you up." And I chose yeah because like, you can no, be wait. like, "Oh yeah, okay," or you can say like, "Please wait." And yeah, I, t- I chose the same thing. And he's like, and your character's like, "Please, please, please," and then you get to the. The, there's like a, a pulley, like a carton pulley that brings you across the, the canyon and your character's like, oh, I'm here. Are you there? And you get to your tower and it's empty. And it's like, it's, it, and it was so, the the dichotomy between your two towers was interesting because yours was messy and stark and not a whole lot of stuff there. And then eventually, you know, you start putting up notes from like, you know, when you find the the camp, you steal like reports that were written about you and you're, there's not, um yours feels really hectic mm-hmm. but hers was everything was clean everything was in its place uh she has a drawing of you because you that, at um, one point she said she's gonna that, uh, draw you and you describe yourself and the choices you make of like the picture is different based on those the, the way you describe yourself to her basically and then and my picture had the, oh, really? the tortoise on it too yeah and uh like you can actually name the tortoise with her and like i named him the one option i picked was like Turt <laughs> reynolds so so um it is this, this this whole game like just yeah. hit me right in the right spot. Um, you know, it for me personally, you know, like especially like with with the tortoise or like the stuff I'm going through with, you know, um, a loved one going through medical stuff and then getting left, which is, you know, I, you know, an inherit not to get like completely like, you know, wax poetic, but it was um, you know, an innate fear of mine is always being mm-hmm. left behind and like left alone, but like relationships, yeah. you know, anything. So it was like the it was like the fucking and I'm a conspiracy nut too, so so it 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 checked all my boxes. Um, do you have any complaints with the game? Uh, I, I have a few, but they're um, kind of superficial. So aside from aside from as I said, uh, the ending didn't stick with me until 
I thought about it a lot. Uh, so that's not really a complaint because, you know, retrospectively thinking on it, I ended up actually really enjoying it once I broke it down and actually thought about it from the character's perspective. Uh, I played the game on the PS4, whereas you played it on the PS3. Uh, no, sorry, you played on the P- PC. Um, performance was not good on the PS4. Yeah, it's... Really? And it's... it's and that's so weird because they're both the same, like, arc. Yeah, so I have it, I have no idea, but it's... um, I loved everything except it was dragged down by these performance issues. And it, it's unfortunate because, you know, Telltale... Or, sorry, Campo Santa put in all these fantastic elements, and so much of it felt so original. But, you know, of course, some of these elements are borrowed from that classic Telltale formula. And unfortunately, it seemed like they also borrowed the technical problems that seemed to plague Telltale games uh, uh it, it was stuttery it like it felt like it, it it didn't feel and it didn't feel like stuttery like the telltale games did it just sort of felt like the ps4 could not handle playing the game like it was okay okay so it's kind of like you under, under yeah like that's what it felt like and and maybe it's you know maybe it's just a uh a fit like they just need to make the game more efficient or whatever and it's something that can be fixed in a patch or whatnot but i you know i'm not talking about a lost frame here and there like it it seemed like it was struggling to run on the hardware and uh yeah it's okay. like the ps4 has a lot of really good looking games and this one stylistically is probably one of the most breathtaking games on the console but it's probably the most inconsistent title performance wise that i've played on the ps4 yet and the this the space requirements on the pc were oh, under really? four gigs so so there's not a whole lot of uh-huh. stuff there uh it's mostly yeah. dialogue but yeah it, so it stuttered it stuttered pretty constantly and and to the point where one at in one instance it locked up completely and I had to restart the console yeah um oh, really aside from that i don't know that i had Aside from that, and aside from I, I wish that I could have spent more time in this universe, I don't know that I have many complaints. Yeah, I um, um I didn't have any performance issues on the PC. The one that and, um, sorry really to bugged me and the radio Go ahead. was too red for me to see in the colorblind <laughs> mode, like uh, yeah. CD Projekt Red did with The Witcher Three. Something. Yeah. Um, I would say that I um, it's not a complaint. It was more of how I played the game. Normally, in these kind of games. Normally in, in these kind of games, I was expected to the the story to bring me to all of the locations that yeah. I could uh, visit. But then finding out there was so much stuff uh-huh. that I could have explored on my own, I I felt I felt a little let down because in in like adventure games, you know, objective marker tells you to go down the left path. Oh, totally. You go to the right path first, find treasure, and then then go back down the left path. So that's how I would typically like play a game like this. But it was it was everything was given to you like go do this go do that and i i was expected to be brought to everything and then when i found out there was all all this other stuff um i was i i I was let down um but that's just that's just me that's not a complaint in the game the biggest complaint i have with the game is the default control Uh scheme on the pc um typically when you're playing a first person shooter game um left shift activates your sprint and uh, in this game shift brings up your dialogue wheel and to to run you have to you toggle running by hitting r which is reload uh, in most first person shooters so it my muscle memory it it took probably a quarter to half the game to just mm. be into it and that was my biggest complaint and they actually um they released a patch on pc today that lets oh, you really? rebind the shift key um specifically the shift key because it um yeah. it, it's just so intuitive 
to be able to shift with that. Um, other than that, I think we, we pretty much hit it. Oh, one thing we didn't talk about is you end up finding a disposable right. camera. And um, uh, I don't know if uh, on, the, on the PC version, it was um, in the PC version, uh, yeah. all the pictures you take on it, yeah. you can upload to a site and yeah, then order pretty prints cool. of them. And and it's and it's yeah. it's so perfect so, for this game too because as I said like there's not a frame in the game that isn't stellar and breathtaking and so to be able to take a photo of these memorable moments and get them as prints is such a good idea and you do you do actually get the camera in the PS4 version as well doesn't really seem it doesn't it doesn't seem as like it just doesn't seem like there's much of a point to it like and then there's a couple times where Delilah tells you like you should take a picture of that. Basically, the photos kind of scroll through when the credits roll, which was interesting. Which was you know I was like, oh yeah, yeah those I took those photos. But aside from that, it didn't really add anything. Yeah, and that's this one thing that the PC version has only um, uh, that uh, it uh, yeah, and that's super. Order cool. That's pictures. a really that's a really neat feature. Um, yeah, and I, it, yeah. Uh, it's it's hard because I feel like this world was wonderful and I would love to spend more time in it. I, that apparently will never happen though. The, uh, in an interview with Red Bull, uh, one of the heads of, um, of Campo Santo basically said this story is done. So there won't be any expansion or DLC or a sequel or anything like that. Uh, I, um, it, it, it gives me this feeling of nostalgia and let me explain. Um, when I was a little kid, um, like in elementary school, when I first started getting into anime, um, the, the sci-fi channel would show anime movies Saturday night, like one in the morning. I would like force <laughs> myself to like stay up and like watch and like record them on VHS cassettes. And one thing that I found at a lot of these anime movies that I saw on the sci-fi channel at one in the morning was when it was over, I felt sad to be yep. leaving the universe. And I had this like feeling of nostalgia. Like I wanted to go back and like two of them that, uh, I can think of right off the bat was the uh, the motion picture version of Armitage Three. Like everything kind of ends and like uh, uh, there's a big shootout and you know you find out that you know the, the girl's an android and blah 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 and it's like you're like oh man I want to like be with these characters some more and then at the end of Galaxy Express um, Nine 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 you know you you end up again it's an android movie but you you find this girl's body and it's like super sad. Um, I would never want to have a sequel yeah, those yeah. of those movies um uh like cowboy bebop the anime another anime um that is one that i would people talk about like you know oh would you mm-hmm. would you want to make a sequel you know would you want to continue the story and it's like no it's perfect the way it is i would not I, this game totally i would and not want to have see a sequel that. and it's like yeah it's something that i'm very torn about because i feel like both of these characters is are so interesting that I just want to know more about them. And this world is so beautiful that I just want to spend more time in it. But again, but yeah, if it, it does an expansion of that take away from this experience, I, I yeah. think, I, I think it would um, to have more explanation. There's so much like, like, you know, you find Delilah ditches you and you, you're like, well, exactly. Fuck you I, I need to know. And, she, and she kind of ex- explains it a little bit. She's like, Oh, it just wouldn't work. Blah, blah, but blah. But she didn't even try it, Yeah. And it was like, God damn! Like, so the whole the whole thing was a perfect storm for me yeah. and my emotions. Uh, I I loved everything. I love the aesthetic. There's there's a lot to say about how um, as the story ramps up, the fire starts to ramp up, and you feel more claustrophobic, and like your your um uh, the draw distance goes down because there's smoke and fog, and the the last bit when you're when you're yeah. evacuating, like I made sure to grab my wedding mm-hmm. ring, I grab the the turtle, 
the portal. What the, I got, the it was so uh, smoky at that point. Whiskey. I got to the point where I took some wrong turns and got like had to double back because I couldn't see the path in front of me very well. Yeah. So um, I would give it a buy. Um, my my only major complaint is PC version. It just the, the controls were a little bit funky. Uh, looked great, played great. Soundscape was awesome. Um, check it out. Like it, it was, you know, it was a it was a game that warranted a bonus yeah. stage. So well, and I, and I just feel like it, it's it's really amazing. I mean, obviously, all of these developers have been making um, awesome games for years, but as a first release from this new studio, it's it's going to be hard to top. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, let me think. I it's going to be hard to top, but at the same time, the Walking Dead games that these people had worked on got topped. Like the story kept getting sure, better and yeah. better. Um, I and I feel like this team. Um, is going to um, whatever their next game is going to be. It's going to be uh, it, it. It it's not going to be Firewatch, but it's going to have the totally. the pedigree of this team, and it's going to yeah. It's it's, it's going to be they're good. they're a team to watch like, for sure. And it's gee, coming from their backgrounds and and like what is their next game going to look like? Like that Ollie Moss artist is one of the founders of this developer, so I I would imagine you know Firewatch was birth the look of Firewatch was birth from a painting from his excuse me of his what is the, their next game gonna look like like it's uh they're one to watch for sure yeah and i'm looking at their their, their site right now um i think it the one that it was based off of was the aspen mm-hmm. grove poster i think that's the one that everything was based off of but uh um uh yeah and they have you can get the you can get stuff from them uh yeah it's pretty cool i i haven't like I, yeah. I don't change my phone wallpaper very often like maybe once a year this game made me change my phone wallpaper Really, it's like what, the what do you, what do you it's like at? the uh, it's like this gorgeous like orange. It, this it starts kind of purple at the bottom and it fades to orange as it goes up. But it's just the 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 watchtower. There was um oh shit there is um there's some birds on the right oh, side. Oh man, yeah, there is a. I think they have a like a live wallpaper where it um the like the sun. There's sets. a PS4 theme actually. Yeah, so it's a That's dynamic it PS4 yeah. theme. It's the best looking PS4 theme that I've seen. Like most of them, I haven't changed my PS4 theme because I'm like, that looks stupid and ugly. Why would I do that? But this fucking beautiful because it's real time. Like it's yeah. dynamic so to gonna, the time of day that it is. So if you're sitting on your PS4 all day, you'll actually see the sunset and rise and it changes the color. And that was something that was really interesting. Sorry, just to double back on the visuals, but not only did the look of the game starkly change and the colorscape of the game starkly change as things got smokier and smokier and it was harder for the light to penetrate that, but like even the the day to night cycle, like things look so different every time of day, like every at every point in the game. Like the same tree looks so different when it's nighttime or halfway through the game when the smoke starts coming or three quarters of the way through like when everything is so orange and it was uh this is another thing i meant it's another thing i mentioned in my review but it really it reminded me so much of this past summer um basically you know there was basically in in bc uh crazy crazy forest fires this past summer and right before i went to comic-con actually like they lasted like all summer and there was none really on the Oh, there was actually, there was even some on the island that I was living on at the time. But, uh, you know, it got to the point where right before I went to Comic-Con, everything was orange all the time. Like it was like dusk and, and just this weird orange that was like this weird, uncomfortable feeling that I had never 
felt before just because everything looked so odd and orange and different. And, you know, before going to work, you had to like wipe like ash off of your car to like, so you could see out the window. And it was something that I'd never seen or felt before. And it was crazy how the team was able to take this weird phenomenon and make it like so beautiful. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, I know exactly we had huge fires up here. And that orange is so like, it's just so, it makes you feel so weird. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of uh, uh, it, when, I, when I first started to saw Ash, I was like, I was like <laughs> is it snowing? And, and then I was like, oh, shit, it's Ash. This is like Silent um, Hill. But yeah, what, yeah, it was, it was like Silent Hill. But it reminded me of um, when we had the fires up here, it reminded me of War of the yeah. Worlds. And you're just constantly on edge. Like there's something yeah. big and bad happening just over there yeah. and you can't do anything with it. Um, but we've rambled uh, along uh, probably twice as long as we had intended to. Um, but uh yeah, I give it a buy. It's a great game. Um, no real complaints. Uh, the only complaint mm-hmm. I had got fixed. I wish it was so. a bit longer, but that was just because I loved everything I was playing, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there it is. Uh, thanks for this bonus episode uh, for listening. Uh, if you, We'd love to hear your thoughts on Firewatch. It's uh, getting amazing um, uh, reviews, you know, um, from all over the place. So we want to see what everyone's opinion are. I haven't heard anybody. I, I haven't, the negative, aside from the like, ending being negative. divisive, uh, I haven't heard really much negative. Uh, just popped in my head. Have you seen the cover art for the soundtrack? Yeah, you should. Negative. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, um, mm, no, what the fuck? Uh, it's like, huh? No, I, oh. I saw like a. There's a. I, I saw the the box art for the uh, European like physical release, which is which is something really really weird um is oh is the cover art just the uh the firewatch no i just uh the birds? It to you. oh you did okay whoops yeah the um isn't that oh amazing? fuck me that's beautiful so for those of you that's that beautiful. aren't in this conversation and can't see if you look up the the cover art for the firewatch uh original score it's it's like this gorgeous like so contrasty and it, it's like this yellowy orange background and it's just trees like the silhouette of trees with a reflection kind of underneath, but it also looks like a sound wave. Basically it's so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like the, yeah, it's, it's, it's trees yeah. reflecting. But on you like can't see the water and, like it, cause um, it's all yellow. You just, it just looks like a reflection and then it mirrors basically the sound wave. Genius. So good. That's, that is genius. That is, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that guy knows how to fucking, he knows how to art that, man. by drawing. That's cool. Yeah, he he does all the arts. Uh, um, maybe I'm, maybe I'll try to track down one of these um, uh, European like physical uh, releases. So, or wait, maybe not. Maybe, huh? Never mind. I got. I, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of like digital release games that get physical oh, releases really? in Europe. Um, it's it's an interesting thing. You can uh, look it up on YouTube. Uh, people That's collect cool. physical releases of yeah. So. All right, that was it. Uh, bonus episode. Thank you, guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Tweet us uh, at Geekscape Games. I'm at Shane O'Hare. Uh, you can find me on gaming platforms. Uh, I'm at D. Cranavelt and gaming platforms uh, Captain K17. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we will see you guys uh, next time. Bye.